You're listening to The Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Welcome back for part two of Loving the Skin You're In. If you are listening to this on your favorite listening app, I wanted to let you know that part two of this video podcast is up on my YouTube channel. All right, let's hop back in. As a person who in my book requires intellectual stimulation, how do you go about cultivating relationships that bring intellectual stimulation? And I want to like kind of clearly define this for a moment because I feel like when I ask people that question, they're like a deer in headlights. Sometimes they're like, girl, what you talking about? I think that there are different types of stimulation, obviously, in relationships. There's physical, emotional, whatever. But I think intellectual stimulation, um, the people that need that are like uh, the ones that need to have... um, rich discussions, not just on like life stuff, but also on like literature and shows and um, the meaning of life. But I don't think in the way that some people who don't need intellectual stimulation might view that. Like, I think if you're not a person that feels like that's something that's important to you, you might see it as like, why is the sky blue? And it's kind of not like that. But yeah, from my perspective, you're a person that requires people to have brains, <laughs> to have relationships. That would be nice. <laughs> to, be in, to be in good relationship with you and um, to use those brains to have conversations. Mm-hmm. So knowing that not all people care to engage intellectually. How do you specifically go about cultivating relationships that that foster that intellectual stimulation? You know, what's funny is I had a really simple answer. And as you were talking, I thought about this one situation and I was like, that really is my answer. So my answer, my short answer is that I ask questions and there like was an interview. <laughs> Basically, (laughs) there was this situation where there was this guy like we weren't officially dating. We were like getting to know each other. And I literally like asked him a couple questions. I don't remember. I'm just kidding. We don't know each other anymore. (laughs) Um, But he asked me legit. We don't. He asked me. uh, No, I was asking him like a couple questions. Just I mean, nothing crazy. And he was like. And he was kind of rude with me. He was like, why are you asking me all these questions? And da 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 yada, yada, yada. And I told him, I said, well, how do you get to know people if you don't ask them questions? I'm no longer interested in getting to know you. Are you dating I bet or you would do. <laughs> are you not, sir? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Other than That's weird. literally the definition of dating. Like. <laughs> and I'm just that person. I think I also like to psychoanalyze people. Um, I find it interesting (laughs) 
And I think if I can understand how people think, it helps me to empathize with them and like the way that they move in the world. So I just like asking people questions. And I think people are drawn to that because who doesn't like to talk about themselves? And it's not like in an interrogation style, but when I meet somebody new, I like to know like, what do you like? Or what's your family like? Or what's your birth order? And stuff like that. So so basically you get all the background information so you can plot in the case you need to. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great, like great. I won't deny it. Not ashamed <laughs> by it. <laughs> you don't want to? Oh, okay. I I gotta pick it up. You picking up what I'm putting down. Come on. We will not get out of pocket on the show. Okay. Too late. We're about like 30 minutes. Too late for that. I know. It's okay. It's okay. I think the people are going to enjoy this, uh, literally, because this is like a peek into what our our relationship is like, like for real. You being off the chain like usual. I think the people would agree I'm not the only one off the chain. Like, you've said some stuff that's pretty off the chain. I'll run the tape back. Oh, that's okay. How (laughs) do you go about cultivating intellectually stimulating relationships? I'd like to point out that she's doing it right now, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Being off the chain or genuinely asking asking questions. questions? Asking the questions. Um, How do I do it? I think that I do it in ways that I was not aware of until a little bit ago, because I feel like, again, going back to that sacrificing of my authentic self without being aware. It's so funny. You talked about self-awareness and self-awareness is one of the things that I really um, talk about really heavily on the podcast, as you know, since you're a faithful listener. Word. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. I know you're a faithful (laughs) listener. Um, But no, I talk about that all the time. And so without me being self-aware, I sacrificed pieces of myself. And it wasn't until probably a little bit into my marriage. I've been married going on 11 years. Shout out to husband in the streets. If you have not, I mean, he's not in the streets. He's not in the streets no more, y'all. Don't don't play with me. Was he ever? (laughs) Still from the south side. I'm saying like he's not free anymore. But I'm saying like, oh, he was in the internet. Was in the streets? (laughs) No, 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 no. Okay, he was on the. He was moving weight. That rumors get can you, can you not? Sorry. <laughs> no, I, my mind literally no went there. I was like, really? No. Okay. That is not what I'm saying, people. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you gotta you gotta get your friends in order. In that order. In that order. <laughs> he has W2s, we believe you. Anyway. The man has got consistent W-2s, but that is beside the fact. What I meant was in these internet streets because he was on the podcast, okay? <laughs> However, I wanted to clarify for the folks listening, he is not in the streets. He is not free, clearly, you know. <laughs> so ridiculous. You are. I'm trying to be professional. No. <laughs> no, no. Okay. All right. Seriously. Oh, it's getting hot in here. 
So take off all your clothes. I am kidding. So I'm going to take my clothes off. <laughs> so I'm just about several years into my marriage. Shout out to husband. Been married for almost 11 years now. But I was several years into that when um, I realized that I had given up stuff that I loved and not even necessarily. I don't know if I've talked about this much on the podcast, but I feel like when you get married or when you just step into like a different season of life, naturally you have this vision for yourself that you've dreamed of. And that vision requires you to sacrifice certain things or so you may think. Right. And so I think I saw myself differently and I thought it required giving up certain parts of me that it actually didn't require me to give up. It just looked a little bit different. So one of those things was the requirement that I didn't know I had for intellectual stimulation in relationships. Like I want to cultivate relationships that are authentic, as we talk about all the time, that The conversations are pretty much effortless. Like literally this episode is so long. I'm going to have to like trip it down just because we're having so much fun, but I'm not mad about that. I love that. I think, you know, the people are going to enjoy it, but I'm definitely cutting out certain parts when you got a little bit extra, but you know, the people don't need to know that. (laughs) But I think without realizing it, once I started to be a little bit more intentional. I don't know that I really um, go out of my way to necessarily cultivate only relationships that are intellectually stimulating. And I'm not saying that you do that either, but I think like my, well, I'll put it like this. My best friend always says like, people are drawn to you. They love you, blah, blah, blah. And truth be told, the INFJ in me be like, what's happening? I'm awkward. <laughs> Why would you want to talk to me right now? What are you trying to find out? Who are you? Where are you from? You. Exactly. You know? And so I'm trying to like find the balance between that. But also with that being said, I do count that as like a, a an honor and a gift that people feel connected and stuff because, um, We just need more kindness in the world. People that are kind and people that are genuine and people that can accept you for who you are. And I think that I do my best to accept people for who they are. So even if they don't provide the intellectual stimulation that I need, you just may not be one of the people that's in my my inner circle. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that You know, when we're not in somebody's inner circle, we get all up in our feelings and it ain't nothing wrong with that. Because I know I'm not in a lot of people's inner circle. And that's something that you maybe it's like a hard pill to swallow, but something that is important for you to swallow. Because once you can accept that you're not in that person's inner circle, then you can go find the people whose circle you are part of and who are part of yours. Because that alignment is going to flow way differently anyway. Makes sense. Word. Yes. You actually answered a question that I was going to ask. I was going to ask if you are close to anybody who you don't have an intellectually stimulating relationship with. Sounds like no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess like it's kind of and I think the biggest thing, like you said, you ask questions for me, I think is a test of time Mm. and not something that I am intentionally like 
doing. Like, I'm not being like, what do you watch? Because actually, surprisingly, there's not a lot of people that, like, I do have close friends where we, we, we have different types of intellectual conversations because some of my close friends don't read books. They're into, like, only reality TV. And I used to be into that only reality. Well, not only. I've always loved all types of, like, TV shows and stuff. And I do still like, uh, I, I ain't gonna lie, you know, I love me some Ratchet TV. <laughs> Every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but there's like more for me that I also like to cover and di- dive into and think about and all of that. So not necessarily that that is the number one standard for me in my relationships, but it is pretty important, which is why I call you all the time. <laughs> And we're going to pause here and have a brief word from our sponsor for this episode. Have you been playing small, building someone else's dream while yours slowly dies inside of you? When you walk through the candle aisle of Target with your Starbucks in your hand, dreaming of your next season, you wonder if it's actually possible. You're tired of living the same mediocre cycle. You take the kids to school. You go to a job you're great at, but you feel miserable working at. You pick up the kids. You make dinner. You spend some time with your loved ones. You go to bed and you start the same cycle all over again. What would your kids say if they could see you hiding? How long are you going to hold on to the illusion of who people say you are? I'm Sita Hood, vision architect, but licensed therapist by trade. And I help women to take their big ideas from the dreamer stage into a tangible reality. I want to invite you to activate your influence. I want to invite you to join Activate, a 90-day accelerator for visionary women. Inside of Activate, you're going to learn how to clarify your vision, curate your wellness routines, command your day, and confidently impact any environment you walk into. Aren't you tired of playing small? When's the last time you truly bet on yourself? I want to invite you to level up. Click the link in the show notes to learn more. When are you going to stop pretending like you're superwoman? Yes, I know you believe if you don't do it, it won't get done. Take a deep breath and pause with me for a moment here. You're doing too much. You know it and I know it. Let's stop pretending and get you some relief starting today. Do you set weekly wellness goals? If not, you've got to start. No more leaving yourself last on your to-do list. I want you to download the Confident Bay app and start using the weekly wellness tracker now. It's 100% free to use and it comes with a digital journal to help you process thoughts and feelings on the go. You can even meet a tribe of like-minded women inside of Bay's Digital Cafe. I'm serious. Take off your cape, take a deep breath, and download the app at thepinkemerald.com forward slash app or hit the link in the show notes. Well, the other thing that I was going to say, which I've told you, is that like we're talking about being comfortable with who we are. And I think people see that when you see other people being comfortable with who they are, then 
you know, you're drawn to that. Even if people are like super fake and phony, they want to be around real people and you're a real person. So that is true. I am real. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's funny that you said that because my old supervisor, shout out to Becky Conway, boo, love you. Love Becky. Love Becky. Okay. I was going to say something shady. Not Becky about you, with Becky. the good hair. But about somebody else. Okay. Well, we won't we almost <laughs> let the name slip. I'm not going to be petty about other people you used to work with. Yeah, like that one person who showed up at my family gathering. <clears throat> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know she was connected. Okay. <laughs> if you ever hear this episode, I apologize. Anyway. Shout out Ryan. to Becky. <laughs> Can you not? Shout out to Becky. Love Becky. Anyway, Becky said, um, like, there were people. This is like how cringe it is to me. I just, I don't understand it. There were people that had gone to Becky, my supervisor, and 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 talked to her about how, they felt like I didn't like them because I was giving RBF. And that's just how I walk around all the time. And they were like, I want her to talk to me. me, 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 me. And I'm like, are we talking about this? And she's like, it's just because they see how awesome you are with other people and exciting and they want to connect with you. I'm like, but Becky, she's like, I know, I know. I'm just, but Becky. <laughs> I'm not here to be friends with everyone, Becky. And you're talking about me having a fortress. (laughs) No. Okay, Walter Jericho. (laughs) Honey, this is a different situation. Sure. I feel as though... (laughs) Let me see how I can say this. When I do not feel connected to a person... And they continue to try to push in, that actually pushes me further away. So the fact that this person went to my supervisor about being my friend, yeah. I'm like, first of all, fam, that's not the code. So yeah. <laughs> you already got it wrong. Like you're a colonizer to begin with. We're really not gonna be friends now. <laughs> And then you also went to my supervisor about me not being your friend. Plus, you're repeating everything I say to my supervisor. Yeah. So it just was not. It was set up to fail from the very beginning. Literally. (laughs) And we're not going to, like, even, you know, hearing things afterwards. And it's like, oh. And I'm like, okay. So how was your day? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of like, I feel like that's one of those things where it's like not a cutoff because I was still talk to that person. Obviously I had to work with them. I wasn't rude. I don't, I'm not a rude person. Like if I don't necessarily associate with you or I don't feel connected to you, it doesn't mean that I have to be rude. I know how to be an adult and be grown, but also you're just not going to force your way inside of my life, period. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
on that note. <laughs> yes. So we used to be prayer partners for the people that don't know. Do you think that that had anything to do with why we're still friends today? I don't. I mean, there's no way to know. Um, I mean, I can get in my researcher bag and be like, we don't have a controlled experiment to test this out. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, and I'm the one you look at funny for being in theater. Okay. <laughs> and for staying late at the library. No judgment. And, and for volunteering at the library. But anyways, um, I kind of feel like we still would, although... When you're prayer partners with somebody, like you're, you have the recipe for like, I guess, a good relationship because you have to have like good communication. You're like having this intimate relationship. You're telling people these, you know, things about yourself that you probably are not telling other people. You're building up trust. So I think it definitely built the relationship, but I still feel like we would have been friends even without that. So I don't know. What do you think? Um, I think that we probably would have been friends without it, but I do think that being prayer partners gave us a level of depth that uh, probably would have took several more years to achieve Mm. only because again, when you're prayer partners with somebody that is, I know people are like, yeah, partners. Woo. Yeah. Partners. This partner, bro. I know you said it at the beginning of this episode, like, yeah, you're like a girl's girl. You root for, and I do, I absolutely do. But also I take my relationships very seriously. Mm-hmm. So that means that I don't just align myself with anybody. I don't just connect with anybody and being prayer partners is a weighted responsibility Yeah, because that goes beyond like, like, I'm not just going to gossip with you on the phone. Like, we got to actually hit heaven with this. Yeah. Thing, right. And even when we're not on the phone, like, as a prayer partner, the way that I perceived my responsibility is still like to touch the throne of heaven for you on your behalf. And that requires a level of vulnerability from both parties. One, to be real about what's on your heart. Two, to trust the person to be praying intentionally in alignment with God's will for your life, not what they want, not from an emotional space. So I feel like that really kind of probably catapulted our relationship Mm -hmm. much further, quicker than it otherwise might have been. I mean, I could definitely see that. I guess I just... I have no way of knowing, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree with all the things you said. Okay, cool beans. And now the surprise question. I told you that I would have a surprise question. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was going to ask you live on video. (laughs) Okay. Let me take a sip of coffee first. (sighs) Do what you need to do. Before you say what you need to say. She's like, do your worst. <laughs> okay. Before I pop this question up on the screen, do you promise to be truthful? Of course. Haven't I been truthful this whole time? I should hope so. Including the bra story. <laughs> you no, that was false. This is why the Holy Spirit exists because your memory. <laughs> oh, At any rate. <laughs> so 
Okay, because you might want to get off the chain, and 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 you need to let me finish the question, okay? Okay. You're gonna promise to let me finish this question, right? I promise. All right. Here we go. I want a real answer, okay? I feel like this is about to be some off the chain question. Like, would you rather kiss Joffrey Baratheon or <laughs> kiss the gas station toilet seat? Well. <laughs> Go ahead. What was that show that you you had us watch? Would you rather be in Archives 51 in the what was that building? I don't know, the Vintner, whatever. That's oh not my gosh, that show was not that. so not good. <laughs> All right, here's the question. Quiet. When did you realize I was Jesus' favorite daughter and how hard was it to practice self-acceptance in that moment? Truthful answer. <laughs> some off the chain stuff. <laughs> if I'm being truthful. Don't play with me. Truth. I have not yet come to the realization that mm. you're the favorite. That makes sense. That's why you're struggling. Okay. <laughs> That's what you got from that. Okay. Yes. If anything, I would say that my friend Anissa is Jesus's favorite because mm. she prayed my neighbors away. <laughs> I was like, hallelujah. She be praying people out of my life and they be gone. How do you know so, I didn't pray people out of your life? Well, you didn't disclose until this point when you're trying to prove a point. So I would probably think you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know if I did or not. So but did you? that's but not. Did you? Hold on. Exactly. <laughs> but did you though? <laughs> it's not an accurate thing. You can't say that. I prayed for other things, even if I've never done that. I don't even remember. I probably prayed that your office was free and then it was free. And then I got written up for talking to you, but somehow you didn't get written up. First of all, she's really pulling from the past. She's still a little salty about the situation that ha- happened at work. I had nothing to do with it. I oh my gosh. Bystander. You were an active participant in the conversation. <laughs> no, I was not. That's why I didn't get in trouble because I was just standing there. I was like, hmm. You were mm, not standing mm. there. You're right. I was sitting there. I was sitting we at my talking. desk. I was sitting at my desk. You, they caught what you said. What you said. That's water under the bridge. Why are we even back there? Can I finish answering the question? Go on. I think that if Jesus had a favorite daughter, it would would be be my prophet friend. But you know what? You're also a prophet. So maybe only prophets are the favorite daughters. And maybe I have to come to that realization. Hmm. I started to ask you, when did you realize you were a prophet? There you go. I changed it. There you go. I changed the surprise question. There you go. And here you are, clowning. We're gonna move on now. Oh, you want to move on now? Jesus' <laughs> favorite daughter. <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging that. So we're gonna move on to the questions that I ask every guest on the show because clearly you still have some self acceptance to practice. Mm, what makes you one. feel inspired to be your best self? Ooh, what makes me inspired to be my best self? I think the realization that no matter like what happens to me in life, I'm going to, no one else is going to spend more time with me than I am. Mm, <laughs> so that's cool. That's I, hot. I'm going to have to quote that. Okay. Make sure you put my episode. name. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Because some other things you have not been telling the truth about today. So I just wanted to make sure mm. this was one of them. 
Anyways, I'm going to continue. Emmanuel is with us 24-7 because you, I'm a little concerned about your memory here. Like, it's given you might need pills. <laughs> memory Ginkgo bil- biloba. <laughs> Hard pass. I will share my pack with you. We'll see which memories come rushing back sooner. My truthful ones or the ones you made up. The truth is rather subjective. Carry on. Clearly, clearly. That's the truest thing you said today. That the truth is subjective. Go on, ma'am. Okay, I would like to finish answering the question. Please do. Um... And the other thing that inspires me to be my best self is I guess I think about legacy and I don't Ooh. think about it in terms of just like a boxed in idea of like having kids and grandkids and things like that. But I think about when I leave here, like what will people say about me? Not because it matters what people say, but because I want to be known as like a kind and a thoughtful person, a person who, you know, was helpful, who loved God, who was willing to extend herself for people. And I'm not saying that I do all those things, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you're laughing. I mean, I ain't perfect, but I barely say hi to people, but (laughs) you don't know my life. I think I do. That's why you're on the show. <laughs> my neighbors are something else, so they're the exception. Okay. Anyways, so yeah, I think about legacy. I just think about like how I want to be remembered. But most importantly, going back to my first answer, like I'm spending the most time with myself and I want to, you know, some people don't like themselves, you mm. know, which is unfortunate. And I just want to like make myself proud if I feel like, okay, press you tripping. There's some you know, you, you don't really like that about yourself, but you can work on it. So yeah, that inspires me to be my best self to know that I'm going to be with me all the time. (laughs) Okay. So obviously the name of the show is the Lovish Podcast. In the first episode, I covered what this is, like why I called it the Lovish Podcast, but quick recap, Lovish, because I think as humans, we tend to show half-hearted versions of love and we want to force people to like accept that. But really, we should be putting forth our best effort to show real love to somebody. And real love means you're invested in the person's well-being, regardless of what that means about your relationship with them. So in your opinion, what does it mean to show real love to someone? I like that. Invested in the person's well-being. That's yes. I love that. And you can um, quote me on that. <laughs> You are so ridiculous. I know. <laughs> Can you relax? I'm trying. <laughs> this is too much for me. <laughs> Having friends on my show. Oh, put the coffee cup down. Step away from the coffee cup. And I shunt. Go on. <laughs> So I think to show real love, you are so ridiculous. I think a lot of things. I think that is loving people for who they are and not for who you want them to be. Mm, Hot tea. And it doesn't mean that you have to put up with people's toxicity or, you know, whatever they have going on, but like beliefs about who they are with God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Shots fired. <laughs> okay. How is that how you took that? You loaded it and emptied the clip. <laughs> I, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm just here minding my business, answering questions, talking about love of all things. And you're emptying clips. <laughs> Jesus is watching. Thank you. Anyway. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, I know they say where sin abounds, grace abounds more. You're really pulling on grace. <laughs> Am I though? At any rate, <clears throat> I also think <laughs> showing real love means, um, you know, being vulnerable, vulnerable with people, allowing people to be vulnerable with you, to forgive people. Like we were talking about cutting people off earlier. Um, like you're going to need forgiveness. You're going to have to, you know, forgive people. Um, and we've talked about this before, how my former pastor was like, you know, you know, if you really love somebody or if you really forgive them, if you allow them to have access to you again after like some kind of hurt has taken place. And I say use that with wisdom because <laughs> you may not want to do that for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not looking at your face right now. <laughs> Great. Um, carry on with your answer. Because that's Thank a whole other episode. Thank you. I also think it's uh, being willing to, like like I said, extend yourself to people, sacrifice, you know, your time, your resources for people. When you really love people, you know, you'll stay up late, you'll rearrange your schedule, those types of things. You'll come to their baby um, shower. <laughs> don't you start. I love baby showers. Oh, do you now? Send her all the invites. <laughs> please, please don't. <laughs> Send me a registry. I will send you a gift. <laughs> um, and then I'll... The <laughs> <Please don't>, no. <laughs> baby showers. At any rate, now that was a lie. Now, other things I said in this podcast have been true. That was a okay. lie. I think I just proved my point, guys. <laughs> I just admitted to the thing that I wasn't telling the truth about. You're, uh-huh. still, you're yet holding on to your lie. But, okay. Okay. Don't. That's what repentance is for. You deal with that later. Anyways, <laughs> I also think showing real love, which I don't think we talked about enough, is showing people respect. And like in the Bible, when it talks about like, you know, um, husbands love your wives and then it says wives respect your husbands. I think it's because love and respect are closely tied. And I've this is like a new revelation for me, kind of, kind of relatively new, where you just have to like respect people. If you love somebody, you're going to treat them right. You're going to respect them. And I believe in respecting all people's boundaries, even little kids. Like when you go to little kids and little kids, I want to hug you. I don't want to give you a kiss. Like respect their boundaries. Like, you know, so I try to give everybody respect, elders, youngers, (laughs) little kids, whoever. Um, So yeah, that respect piece though, that's people are majorly lacking that. Hey, baby, just a little respect. Okay, we're probably gonna cut that out. (laughs) You sure? (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, what is one big dream that you have that you really wish was a reality? Um, the only big dream. The thing that came to mind, which I don't even know, do I like really, really want this, is I would love to have like, I love all things, beauty, makeup, stuff like that. So if I could have like a, like a makeup beauty line, because I'm really good at like being like, ooh, people need this or people like this. So they'll probably like this. So I guess that's my one big dream. Are you Mm. also going to answer this question? 
I am not. This is for oh. you. Oh, okay. But um, that's dope. You can do that. We'll talk Thank after you. the show. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. We, I know your role, there. your purpose. Mm-hmm. We, we're not going to go there, but okay. that's, I could so see that as you, that just made sense with something that I said to you a couple weeks ago. Anyway. <laughs> um. Okay. What makes you laugh? Last guest question. Oh, man. Twitter and Instagram. Just... <laughs> I am on there like screaming. Um, sometimes even YouTube. I was listening to this story that Molly Shannon was talking about. She had a date with Gary Coleman. And it sounded like it was about to be like a sexual assault type thing, but it wasn't, thankfully. And the way she described this date, I mean, literal tears. So social media makes me laugh. Kev on stage makes me laugh. Uh, Richie Fontaine on IG makes me laugh. Old episodes of Martin make me laugh. Old episodes of Friends. I love Friends. I know. Don't take my black card away. I love Friends. Um, <clears throat> what else? Like a lot of TV makes me laugh. My friends make me laugh. Um, yeah. I, Sita recently uh, had this Meg the Stallion comment. <laughs> I don't think she wants to share that with you no, all. We're not I don't think she wants there. to share that with you all, but she had me in stitches screaming. <laughs> screaming. Um, so yeah, I love stuff like that. I also love there's a TV show called Southside. If y'all have not checked it out, it's based in Chicago. It's so freaking funny. Um, so yeah, I find like the joy in everything, or at least I try to. I cannot believe you brought up the Magna stuff. Well, I didn't say what you said. I'm grateful, or else I would have had to cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> like a politician. And we, we love Meg. We love we Meg. We do. We do love Meg. Meg is our girl. Just like Cardi. Just like Rihanna. You know, like the whole crew. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, thank you so much for being on this show. This was so much fun. I love was. you. I just, I really wanted people to get like a taste of what it's like to really have authentic love and friendship that has been several years. Like we didn't start off together. We don't have stories about being in elementary school and some kid taking our lunch or something like that. But literally to meet someone. Trauma bond. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, although that situation in your office was kind of traumatic for me, but you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, literally though, like we don't have a trauma bond, but to really just have a friendship that is established and really with purpose, right? Like with purpose and has grown and flourished into something that is truly lifelong. And I feel like it's also relevant when your spouse or, um, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever can see who who in your life is for you and husband, he don't talk about a lot of folks in my life. Like to be honest, husband be, <laughs> he'd be seeing things about people. I'd be like, but there's so he'd be like, Mm-mm. I'd be like, you don't know what you talk about. Then two weeks later, <laughs> he'd be like, I told you, <laughs> but anyway, that's neither here nor there. You are one of the folks that he has always been like, that's my, 
Hannah. Homegirl. <laughs> it's very PG-13 of you. Homegirl on deck. <clears throat> Shout out to all my homegirls. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, so I'm just really grateful for this relationship. And I really hope that um, this episode has been, or probably it's going to be two parts. I'm not even going to hit the people with all this at once, <laughs> but I hope that these two, these two uh, episodes have been really helpful for people in um, just kind of navigating through what it looks like to establish and then work to maintain important relationships, bonds, and learning to be comfortable with like who you are as a person and, and what that means for even how you show up in all of your relationships. So I really appreciate you being here. Can you tell the people where they can find you, sis? Can I have some final parting words first? Of course. Yeah. Thank you. Now that I have the stage. <clears throat> so despite Seed's earlier lies, um, she is a really authentic and honest person. Well, you're going to um, do this. I okay. am going to do this. She is uncomfortable. She's yes. getting more comfortable with accepting compliments and praise. Um, but she is one of my closest friends. I love her to pieces. She has the best heart. She loves and cares for people she has like a little bit of a bleeding heart which is so nice because we all need those people she's like a great wife great mother she um is not jesus's favorite daughter but she is an awesome christian woman <laughs> um and she's a boss and okay. i just hearing her i'm not done Hearing her like talk about things and the way that she executes, like she can, is like a machine. She, like Beyonce said, you know, I dream it, I work for it, I work hard, I grind for it, I get it. That it seeds, and you can literally see like things go from idea to her putting in hard work and it coming to fruition. And it's always about like helping other people. So. You are amazing. I love you. I'm so glad that we're friends. I'm super proud to call you friend. You're like super <laughs> mature for your age and super accomplished. And yeah, I'll stop now before I might cut you cut off. me off. <laughs> I literally might end recording. <laughs> like I'm over here tapping the desk. Like, is she ever gonna stop? <laughs> I could take more, but... Well, no. Go on and tell the people where they can find you. <laughs> um, My Twitter is Marquiana G. Uh, That's where you cut up. That makes sense. <laughs> actually, no. It's like a bunch of education, school type stuff on there. There's not too much going on there. I'm probably more so a lurker than I am a tweeter, um, <laughs> to be real with you. Um, and I'm on IG as Precious, P-R-E-S-H-E-S-T, which I'm sure Seeds will tag me somewhere. There's also nothing going on there either. <laughs> so, That's a You're tagging people in petty posts. That's happening, but it's all for the laughs. What about your makeup page? Oh, and Gloss Guru, um, G-L-O-S-S-G-U-R-U. Um, I love makeup and beauty. So when I find things that are new, when I find things that are on sale, swatches, things like that, that's my happy place. So, yeah. Well, y'all be looking out for sis makeup line, like 
we gonna pray on that. That's that's coming out <laughs> in Jesus' name. And this episode is gonna be live to, to, to be the proof before the manifestation, sis. Okay, like come on. I receive. <laughs> I'm just gonna receive, just like you received those lovely compliments just now. Mm, okay. You're just gonna be petty to the end. All right. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us for this episode. Like I said, if you have been listening to these episodes, um, you probably want to go check out the video on YouTube because we literally... Um, Cena was cutting up today. We gave the reel and Mark Wiana was cutting up. Like, so hmm. I was just trying to keep her in line. Anyway. Wow. Lie into <laughs> the very end. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your mama, share with your auntie, share with your granny, share with anybody that you feel like it is relevant for. Then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I said five stars now. Five stars. (laughs) Nothing less. (laughs) Nothing less. And then tag me in the review on social media. But that is all I have for you this week. I will see you on these social media streets. Bye. Bye.